0: Hi everyone welcome back to behind the timeline the podcast where we examine pop culture in films television and books across the ages as always we are your hosts Lindsay and scott if you're interested in finding out what we've already covered or what we've got coming up in the future weeks be sure to leave us a follow on instagram at go behind the timeline check us out on twitter at behind timeline and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts additionally links to our patreon and our official website can be found in the episode descriptions if you would like to support the podcast and now on with the show dude did i tell you so earlier today i was watching the i was watching the what do you call it the padres uh fuck who are they playing oh the padres guardians game and dude, have you ever watched a game in cleveland
1: no but i hate the guardians oh my god
0: dude not even that just like there was no one there just wow. absolutely there's no one there it was so funny to see anyway <laughs>
1: That's pretty bad. It was, I mean, it, well, yeah, come it was, on. It That's really like the Diamondbacks bad. right now. Even though the Diamondbacks have won Dude, seven out of their last say, nine,
0: Diamond Diamondbacks are uh, seven and zero oh in their last seven right now. And they, I think, what do they lead the West in uh, home runs right now?
1: something something like that yeah i mean dude they just been on fire and i'm like
0: you guys don't have anybody it's because i abandoned them <laughs> honest to god dude it's because yeah. I, I don't want to be a d-backs fan anymore i decided to be a patriot or a patriots fuck me sideways a padres and a rockies fan
1: <laughs> and and that's exactly why they're winning now because yeah. they they know they know you disrespected
0: them I, it's true but you know who dude anyway god damn it like now we're here for something completely different <laughs> hi eric how are you you guys may have noticed that it's not Lindsay. uh Lindsay is actually on an airplane right now um i she definitely wanted to be here absolutely i miss her to death i have watched this show uh every wednesday after work with her on disney plus share um which i i think is one of the coolest features to come out of uh, the pandemic is the ability to share a link with people and just watch the same movie if you need to pause it because someone's going to go to the bathroom you don't have to say hold up dude like i'm going to pause it and wait to like recalibrate your stream with their stream it's all the same stream. it's awesome fucking love it miss you Lindsay. i hope you have a great time at your party though um but in Lindsay's stead i have brought back the man the myth the legend eric who was last seen on our book of boba fett review um, and I do think it is apropos that I bring Eric back on May the fourth. <laughs> so, Eric, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. Thanks,
1: Scott. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars Day is huge for me. Uh, I mean, it's literally the best day if you're a Star Wars fan. And May the Fourth be with us all.
0: May the Fourth be with you. Now, do you are you one of those people that watches? The, like do you do a marathon because it's may the 4th or do you just you're just like oh it's star wars day like it's whatever you know well i
1: will i will say that i used to do a marathon but since i now um work 10 to 12 hours a day i uh, don't i don't take time off to do that but i did dust all of my star wars funko pups all 103 of them you have hundred Eric, why is this that? the first
0: time I'm finding out that you have Funko Pops? Not only like just Star Wars shit, but why am I just now finding out you have Funko Pops?
1: Scott, there's there's been a lot of things that have been oh. neglected, uh that uh neglected to um given to light of knowledge.
0: There there's just so much I don't fucking know about you, dude. I'm making you a permanent host on this show. You're just gonna be on here now so I can learn more shit about you. Anyway, that's not true. Lindsay will kill me. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, as you guys may have noticed from the title and the date, um, we're here to talk about Moon Knight, the phenomenal Disney Plus Marvel show that I absolutely loved. I have been a huge Moon Knight fan for a very, very long time um he is i think he is one of the most complex characters that disney ha- jesus that marvel has ever created um obviously in a second here we're going to get into kind of the history of moon knight where he came from and how he came to be in disney plus but uh eric was telling me before we started this that he is actually more of a star wars fan than a marvel fan um, and so i am curious as someone who definitely i'm not even gonna like i'm i'm 100 assuming on this one um as someone who definitely knows more about just moon knight in general and someone who really didn't go into this with much expectation what how did you feel watching this show like how how was it for you like coming out of this was it good for you, Eric?
1: Jesus. I, I really think it was. Um, I mean, after not really knowing a whole lot about Moon Knight and kind of coming in as a I mean, fresh pair of eyes. Yeah. The way that the MCU portrayed Moon Knight and his characters compared to the uh, the actual comics were it was it was pretty dead on. I mean, they were. It was extremely. Um, Complex. Uh, they went into a little, little bit with the, uh, with the whole dissociative um, um, identity disorder stuff like that. Like it was really, really good. And not to mention Oscar Isaac. I mean, if he doesn't get an Emmy for this, uh, this show, I, I don't know what he's got to do.
0: He absolutely should get one, dude. I'm, I, it literally is gonna blow my mind. Anybody that doesn't nominate or even vote for him are fucking idiots. He did so good in this. And it it just like it blows my mind that there are people out there that are saying this is like a missed shot by by Disney, and I, I'm just, I just I don't get it, dude. Like he he just absolutely slayed it. I don't um, know
1: how they could even say that it's a missed shot by Disney. I mean this this literally encompasses the entire character. You bring uh, a, an all star cast. I mean, oh, not yeah. to mention Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Hawk, I mean, geez, yeah. this guy. I mean, come on. Yeah. The, there's no way this is a miss.
0: No, I, I had more fun watching this than any other of the the MCU shows, except for WandaVision. Like I, I honestly think that this is tied for number one for me with WandaVision. It may be a little bit more number one, but that's because I'm biased. But WandaVision did definitely make me love Wanda a lot more.
1: I agree. I, I definitely agree, but uh, I, I would actually put this um at my top. I was originally having Loki because I really, really like the character of Loki. Hell yeah. Um, I love the actor, but this one, I mean, it, it made you think. It it was, con- I mean, just in, in your mind the entire time, and there wasn't a whole lot of, a lot of times that the Marvel shows will get too deep, like, how they're connecting with the MCU, and this one this one we had barely anything so it was it was kind of nice not having to connect the dots with oh is this going to connect with captain america or something of that nature
0: no and i i do think that's really funny that you say that because honestly as someone who has like loved the mcu since it started back in 2008 and has gotten accustomed to like looking for shit in the background there were really only two instances of MCU connectivity that I really picked up on. Um, and I am anxious to watch a bunch of other reviews, uh, you know, listen to a bunch of other people talk about it and see like what else they noticed or see if there was something that I missed because this very much was a standalone story. Um, which is ironic because the producers continuously said that this is connected to the MCU. And I feel like you would only know that if you picked up on, like, one of the two major things that I, that, well, that I noticed. But um, before we get into those, I think we need to kind of give a little bit of a history to Moon Knight himself. Um, because a lot of people have slight understandings of him. Like, I know everybody knows the meme of him flinging the moon rings, and he's just like, random bullshit, go! <laughs> like, everyone knows that one. Yep. Or uh, there's actually a really good panel where he talks to Punisher, and Punisher is like he and I, he, the two of them are just like talking back and forth. It's so fucking great. Um, but a brief history of Moon Knight. Uh, so Moon Knight was created by Marvel writer Doug Mensch and artist Don Perlman. Uh, he was the he, he made his first appearance in 1975's Werewolf by Night number 32, where he was hired by the Committee, a criminal syndicate, to track down the titular character Werewolf. He would appear in the following issue and then not again until 1980 where he got his own comic book run, Moon Knight number 1, which provided us with the backstory of a mercenary left for dead in the deserts of Egypt who was then resurrected as the Avatar and uh, Fist of the Moon God Kanchu. So right off the bat, like a lot of that stuff really is kind of just flowed over to... The show, I think one of the biggest, and I'm not going to nitpick on like major different or like minor differences and shit, um, but I think one of the biggest differences is in the comics. He actually doesn't just fall into the the tomb. He he returns to civilization, and then the people there actually leave him at the steps of Conchu's uh, statue, and then Kanchu speaks to him, but that I, I just think that was really i think i i really liked that this was for all intents and purposes just surrounding mark and steven this wasn't like a wider world kind of thing we were honed in on steven's problems and Mar- and mark's backstory this whole show
1: exactly i i really enjoyed that we didn't we didn't have to connect the dots and that was that was the biggest like you you were you were um basically looking into these mark and steven and and then you're you're even you're even looking into um ethan Hawke's character of uh oh yeah i mean you're you're looking i mean the first episode the first thing you you're thinking you're taught you're looking at moon knight and no it's ethan Hawke's character um harrow which i mean that was nuts <laughs> i'm sorry i'm not putting glass in my shoes oh i
0: know <laughs> and i dude there's a meme going around and right or there was a A tiktok going around where someone was like i want to like i'm out here to judge people and it's someone putting legos in their crocs and then like (laughs) dude i just thought it was so funny he's like i'm here to judge people and i was like that's actually really (laughs) fucking great like as someone who loves crocs and is constantly made fun of by the people who don't love crocs so you know fucking idiots yeah um anyway (laughs) full judgment here guys this whole show is about judgment and i'm reeling from it um but yeah so kind of apropos of what we were talking about with him connecting to the MCU between 1985 and 1989 moon knight would become a regular amongst the west coast avengers team and would appear in a total of 23 issues before he returned to his own in 1990 um and one of the things that i really liked that the show changed was originally in the comics Mark's dissociative identity disorder actually manifests when he's a young boy, just like it does in the show. Um, But it's shortly after Conchu had already taken an interest in him. Um, But because like exists outside of time and space in a realm called Other Void, this is in the comics, this isn't in the show, um, he also possesses multiple facets to his personality, and this would eventually explain Mark's development of DID and that it was a result of his mortal mind attempting to emulate Conchu's, uh nature. So while the show does it as a coping mechanism to deal with the abusiveness of his mom and the death of his brother, I actually kind of prefer the Disney Plus version to the to the comics and i think it's because it makes him not only like more relatable but it, it just kind of like in a character that is so out there and so disconnected because there are so many personalities i think it does kind of help you hone in and like recharacterize who he is and like what he is rather than just this dude who's insane you know
1: I I I totally agree. I mean not not having he's not insane. He just has he has that he has DID or dissociative identity disorder and he doesn't know who's essentially going to be in control at what what um what particular time or he essentially could um change but he doesn't know how many actual identities he really has.
0: True because in the show bro i want you to know how vindicated i was when uh the post credit scene showed up oh i know jake lockley. <laughs> bro i have been telling Lindsay since like episode three that jake lockley is gonna show up in some way and then when they're in the hospital in the fourth at the end of the fourth fifth episode mm-hmm. and they're running through the hallways and they find that sarcophagus that's like struggling to get out i was like that's jake lockley 100 that's jake lockley and Matt and my best friend Matt and Lindsay were both just like I don't know, dude. Like that could just be like another thing in the whatever. And then dude, when he showed up at the end, I was like, yeah, dude.
1: Well, and I mean, it totally explains the the time frame. I mean, there was uh, parts in the fourth episode where um, Mark and Stephen they're like, I didn't do that.
0: Oh yeah, didn't they didn't do that, they had and no they
1: have no idea what where how they got where they got. And now now it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, and I did really like that. They they definitely make it super apparent in um in the majority of the first half of mm-hmm. the final episode because you do kind of pick up that like yeah they're back together, but like as soon as you see him like trip out and then <laughs> everybody is dead and like, Harold's um, on the ground. There. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I, oh my god, I fucking knew this, and especially because he gets to talk to him.
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: Well and speak okay so like speaking of his personalities so just like in the in the show Mark does actually have three continuous personalities that show up technically four but they kind of mixed Steven into Mr. Knight so Mark Specter is the original and true identity he is the actual owner of that body he is the real one uh, similar to the show's portrayal, Marx was an ex, or Mark was an ex-marine turned mercenary who was betrayed during an archaeological expedition by his partner and eventual enemy Bushman, who is actually mentioned by name in the fifth episode uh, when he's explaining to when Mark is explaining to Stephen how he was there when uh, no I'm sorry it's the fourth episode when he gets shot and he's explaining to Layla. That his partner betrayed him uh, and his partner was bushman who would in the comics would go on to become a very punisher like uh villain who was just like a mercenary for hire he's kind of insane um i really wish they would redo punisher My i do too. i hope that they bring john oh, bernthal back because they are they are bringing charlie cox back for daredevil and i feel like that's kind of where we're headed with moon knight i hope Um, so i really
1: hope so i mean to have a more of a darker more i mean don't get me wrong the mcu does have its violence but i'm telling you to have moon knight that was big but if they bring back the punisher who's my i mean essentially other than iron man my all-time favorite hero i i put in quotations hero so i that's that's my feeling the whole time i'm watching moon knight i'm like what's next it's gotta be punisher please
0: i know i hope i hope that they bring that back and i did i did love his show and i loved him showing up in the second season of of uh, daredevil i think john, john bernthal should play the punisher forever he he just did such a great job um, i agree but so uh back Sorry. to the no 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 uh, you're fine. I, I digress. I, I, I digress, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get off on a lot of tangents here, and I don't have Lindsay here to help me, so we're 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 never gonna finish this episode. Um the second one is actually Stephen Grant, who is is a real personality. He wasn't made up for the show. However, unlike the show, uh the Stephen Grant from the Source Material was a wealthy billionaire Wall Street investor. Uh, and was the one that financed all of Moon Knight's gadgets, which eventually would give him the nickname Marvel's Batman. Because in the comics, for the majority of his run, Moon Knight actually does not normally have superpowers. He Doesn't have super strength. He doesn't have the suit heals or Conchu heals him. But the suit doesn't have healing factors, and the suit doesn't just materialize like it does in the show. It's like Iron Man, he has to suit up, and he has to use, like, motorcycles and, like, VTOLs and shit to travel around.
1: Jeez, that's not very mystic, is
0: it? I know, and that's why I was was really kind of, like, nervous that that's what they were going to do with this. But um, I really like how the show handled this, that they did just give him definitive powers because there are comics like throughout the 2000s and the the early 2010s that he does have powers. He does have super strength. um, Depending on the phase of the moon, his strength is like increased and his endurance is increased and stuff. But eventually, Conchu does actually like take those powers from him. Actually, back in 2020, he became one of the... heralds of the phoenix force and so he became phoenix knight or like phoenix moon knight or whatever the fuck and so he got all the phoenix powers the same as Jean gray gets when she's phoenix but again i digest <laughs> jake La- jake lockley is the third one and jake lockley is not really described in the in the comics as like the most violent of them um, but he is a cab driver who is technically Moon Knight's, like, man on the street kind of thing, allowing him to keep an, his ear, like, closer to the criminal world. So that's why I thought it was really interesting that he's driving a super bougie Rolls Royce limousine at the end of this. I, I'm kind of, tr- and like, in the license plate is customized for Spectre. So I'm genuinely trying to figure out if they're implying that Jake Lockley is super wealthy.
1: Mm, yeah that 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 definitely makes sense or maybe they're implying that the all three of them i mean maybe they're keeping the stephen grant thing as being a wealthy billionaire and he doesn't know it
0: and he doesn't know yeah
1: so that i mean they could be still going off of that i mean we don't know
0: that's actually a good point i didn't even think of that that's they could definitely be doing that in the end i think We don't have – this was actually listed as a limited series, and then eventually a couple tweets came out towards the end of last week that changed it from limited series to season one. So I think Disney is ramping up to make a season two. I think a lot of it also depends on if Oscar Isaac is even interested because he was only signed on for a year's contract.
1: Well, I I wonder if if Disney is going to try to put – I mean, uh, not to bring Star Wars into this – um but i wonder if they're gonna try to put um another season of moon night and a possible possible um star wars series when it comes to and and well i mean i i mean that's that's always possible that's but that's that's maybe what they're trying to do so they can get them for multiple years or
0: more that's true that actually is a good point i I, I know for a fact that like John Boyega and and Oscar Isaac are done with Star Wars, like they'll never go back to it.
1: They've said mm-hmm. so in
0: multiple interviews, which is fine with me because I don't care about their characters.
1: No, me neither. <laughs> they they were so underutilized, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> they so seriously were. But I think that he is going to get so much hype from from Moon Knight that I think Disney's going to have to be like dude we we've got to keep going we got we got to do something else and i think what they can do is have him balance trying to have a normal life with realizing that jake is there and jake is the actual avatar and country really hasn't left them alone and then have bushman like show back up and be the villain of that one i think that would be perfect
1: i i i totally agree i mean and if they really, and even though I know um, they stayed away from any connections, I think if they were to, let's say, let's say throw the uh, throw him into Avengers at some point, that that could be that could be nice. Not that I mean, he hasn't been in Avengers, but he could show up.
0: I would love for him to be an Avenger. I don't think that they will do that. I think here's the other thing: Kevin Feige has said that there won't be another Avengers movie. Mm.
1: so yeah that is true i did see that interview so yeah
0: yeah i don't know if we're setting up for just like bigger stories to tie into other shit kind of thing i don't know how we could not have another avengers movie especially with the multiverse now open especially with kang out there somewhere we know that for a fact at the end of loki
1: yep Kang, kang is somewhere
0: yeah he it i don't know how we don't do that, but you have set up a good transition into how this connects to the MCU. And I kept pointing this out to Lindsay because she wasn't as um, in the know, if you will. And uh, the number one thing that I noticed, again, if anybody else has like picked up on other stuff, please tell me because I do genuinely want to know what other things I've missed um, as far as like MCU references and shit. But the two biggest ones, number one is they continuously mention Bast, the panther goddess. And the last time that we heard about Bast was uh, in Black Panther. Bast was the panther goddess that led the first warrior shaman of Wakanda to the heart-shaped herb. And she's Konshu's sister. Oh, mm-hmm. that sounds like a link to me. <laughs> it does to me, too. Now, it I cannot stress this enough that in... While the, like I said, while the showrunners and the producers have said that this does connect to the MCU, literally nothing definitive was ever truly mentioned. They never talk about the snap. They don't talk about Tony. They don't talk about everyone coming back from the snap. And I refuse to call it the blip because that's fucking stupid. um that was like one of my biggest problems dude oh my god that was one of my well, biggest fucking problems well, i me. mean
1: even in shang chi like it was, it, they, it was the beginning of the movie and uh not to uh, um, go too far out here but um i uh, watching i'm just re-watching um uh, this this current series of marvel mo- uh, movies when it comes to shang chi um eternals and whatnot and I'm noticing, like, yeah, they're using, they continually use the blip, and I don't know why they can, they, they can't call it the snap, they can't call it the, I mean, why do we use the blip as the automatic thing? I don't. So, know.
0: the dumb thing about it is the first time we hear it is in Spider-Man Far From Home, and it's when Betty Brant is giving her, like, school news report about how everyone came back from the blip and i'm like okay that's just like something high school kids made but then everybody calls it the blip and i'm like shut the fuck up that sounds so stupid because the first snap was called the decimation and i'm like that tracks bro i'm fucking here for that shit like i'm behind you 100 on that
1: and and um just the do you remember in endgame when um uh when uh ant-man goes up to in san francisco and goes up to those memorials what does it i don't remember what it says it calls it the decimation okay so that that's i i remember seeing it but i was like where do it where where did i see it so that's where it is okay yeah
0: and that's what yeah because that's when he sees his name and he's like what the hell happened here (laughs) i'm not dead what are you talking about it's another good meme (laughs) but so and because you mentioned it earlier the actual other connection which is very blink and you'll miss it in the second episode, when Steven thinks that he can fight, and I'm gonna get on Steven in a minute here. Um, when Steven thinks he can fight and Layla yells at he's falling off the building after they're being chased by the servant of Anubis, and she's like, Summon the suit, and he turns into Mr. Knight.
1: <laughs> I love Mr. Knight. And Mr. Knight's
0: <laughs> awesome, dude. I I was so glad that they brought him in. Oh, I don't man. really I... get the whole, like, the, his mask is, like, stitched together. I didn't really get that, but I do think it was supposed to be, like, a visual medium for, like, his mind is cracked. Exactly. Which I love. I think that's awesome. But, <laughs> All right, so, he, they're fighting, and then the Servant of Anubis throws him into a bus. And on the bus, we see an advertisement for the GRC, which is a Global Repatriation or Repatriation Council. And if we know from Falcon and the Winter Soldier that the GRC were the, was the council that was being attacked by the Flag Smashers um, that was attempting to basically relocate people who were relocated by the decimation. Basically, the end goal of the Flag Smashers was to kill these people because they were trying to take their homes and shit. So that's really the only other connection that I saw.
1: I, and and I and I know I know um, those are the two that you saw but I just I just remembered one because I just finished oh, Layla, um, wa- watching the show So when she um, in uh, episode four when uh, Stephen and well Steven and uh, Layla go to uh, see the guy the guy about the sarcophagus to show where the um, tomb is yeah and they're getting the map she talks about Magpore oh dude you're right i
0: forgot oh you're so right
1: and um and when she's talking about that i'm thinking in my head does he know the power broker
0: bro he has to
1: he has to i mean he has all he's rich he has all these antiquities and um we all know who the power broker is uh sharon come on
0: (laughs) that was such a stupid twist bro
1: I'm I mean, sorry. I, but it was, oh, it, yeah. was it, it was so an all, it was an awful twist, but it set up, um, us agent and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with
0: that. It did. And I'm actually all right with that too. We also got Valentina. So I honestly, oh, all of that I'm fine with.
1: Yeah. I'm fine with the rest of the show.
0: Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> and shout out to Matt because that is my best friend, Matt's favorite of the MCU shows, but I want to talk for a minute about, <laughs> about, Mark and because I would be doing Lindsay a disservice if I didn't mention this. Um, every time that Lindsay and I watched this show, every time, every episode, we'd sit down every Wednesday. Immediately when Mark opened his mouth to give an idea or say he was gonna take over and do something, we both were just like, Fuck you, Steven. You're a dumbass. Oh my God, shut up. Like when he was like, No, I'm not letting you out. Like, I can fight, da da da. And he just turns into this bumbling idiot. Yep. I was like, Dude, you know for a fact that Mark, who Lindsay called Craig, because Lindsay has a very serious problem with names. <laughs> <laughs> Called him Craig. She just kept calling him Craig, and actually, I think when we were watching it last week, I just kept calling him Craig, and it was literally starting to piss me off because I couldn't actually remember his name because of her.
1: So i i, I have a I have a question then. So I watch all of my stuff with subtitles, and nope, my shit, my no. problem. Well, and, and and here's the thing is because sometimes my mind goes a little blank and I miss things, right or I watch a lot of British shows, so I miss things because of the vernacular. Um but in if you got if you had subtitles on the show it was mark so m a r c not yeah. m a r k like we would we would normally think and that's what threw me off a little bit because i was like how do we keep calling him mark but it should be a mark i mean yeah. it wasn't i mean it, i know it doesn't sound a whole lot of different but it, yeah, that. I mean, the name threw me off a little bit.
0: No, and it does. And he, honestly, you know, what's really funny is I've been watching a bunch of, um, have you seen any of the Sam Adams, your cousin from Boston commercials? Oh. <laughs> yes. Bro, they are so fucking funny.
1: Anyway, it was just yeah, like, you saying
0: Mac like that? Mac. So I think that Mac, <laughs> I packed it at the garden. Anyway, <laughs> that shit cracks me up. But yeah, Lindsay has a serious problem with names. And the only thing that she slays me on with names is Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time. And I cannot wait until we get back into the Wheel oh. of Time and we get over to Lord of the Rings because she is like a powerhouse of knowledge for this shit. And I want all of the knowledge that she has. Like, I just want it all. And I want to. There's so many times where I keep like holding back the uh, the request to just like jump ahead in the timeline.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and i just i know i can't do it and it pissed out dude it sucks so much because i want to know all the shit that she knows um anyway so it it just like it irritated us that steven just continued to remain so obtuse to the situation for so long like when they were under attack, he was like, "No, I'm gonna handle this and I'm like, "Dude, you know for a fact that Mark could literally kill all of these people and save your guys' lives like why are you why are you holding back mark uh, mark right now like it's so dumb, and it just i don't know
1: well i think I think that was that was a key into his obviously his third personality because if Steven's holding Mark back and because they're fighting too much that's why we get in episode 4 that's why we get a blackout because um, that may maybe also episode 3 because when they're when he's cha- he's trying to find out where Harrow is and he gets those three guys and he blacks out because Mark doesn't know Steven doesn't know and because they were fighting so much cuz Steven tried to take back control that's where we ended up with a good um, good old jake
0: that's actually a good point and i completely forgot that he does kill the one dude and then they have the interrogation on the roof i forgot about that that's a that's a really good point yeah i forgot that he blacks out about that damn see here's the thing i have never of any of the marvel shows i have never wanted to re-watch all of them from episode one to end right yeah this is the first show that i genuinely am like I want to just start this all over again. Like this was it was just so good.
1: I I mean it was so good. I mean it, t- it re- legitimately could have been a feature film by itself, but I I understand why they made it a um a limited now possible um additional series. But um I think I think there's just so many details that you you have to like key in on on the show in order for you to truly understand the essence of the character.
0: I don't think that this could have been done as well in a show in a movie as it was in oh, a show. Oh no.
1: No, no, I I mean I totally understand why they did that and also the hype on this because he's not as well known as say Punisher or um or like Venom as like an anti-hero because I mean technically he is an anti-hero. He's he kills people. So I mean in MCU's eyes he's an anti-hero.
0: Yeah, I mean that's true and it definitely does come off as a story we needed to see in pieces. And I think I th- if if anybody remembers, I think that's where Marvel failed with Inhumans. Inhumans was such an unknown group of characters that they should have had a movie. They should not have been turned into a show. Moreover, I... the show was awful. It just was poorly acted, it was they had terrible graphics, it was poorly written. Honestly, it just it just should have been a movie, but again, I it just I feel like they picked the right path with this. I don't know why. I just hit my mic. Sorry about that. Also, dude, Bumgarner got ejected today. Yes, he
1: did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? He,
1: I don't I don't know why. I heard it on uh, I heard it on ninety eight seven um, with Burns and Gambo, and I didn't I I didn't get into it.
0: Damn it! I was watching that game until the fucking Padres game started.
1: But he yeah, he did get ejected and he was mad. Like he was mad mad. I mean he's mad bum, so he should be mad. Well yeah. But um but I, I think I think that's what's really firing up those uh, those D backs, but I digress.
0: <laughs> Again, yeah, we digress. Um the the main thing that I want to get into here um is like the best the biggest and like the best moments of this show. And I have to start with the representation. namely layla or uh as she was played by may callum i'm gonna say her name wrong Kalamawi, Kalamawi, maui i i'm sure i just fucked that up and if i did someone please tell me how it should be pronounced i loved and i called this from like the second fucking episode when conchu was like threatening mark with this but i love that she did not become moon knight I, 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 Dude, I loved that. I was going to be so pissed if this ended with Mark dying and her picking up the mantle of Moon Knight. Because instead, she becomes the Marvel Cinematic Universe's version of the Scarlet Scarab. And I actually can't believe I didn't see this coming. Because her last name is El faouli which is a clear rework of Abdul Faul, who was the original Scarlet Scarab in the comic books, who was a protector of Egypt during World War II. This is all comic stuff. No one in the show would ever know this or anyone that watched the show would ever know this. But I I do think it is awesome that not only is she like Egyptian in real life, but they give this moment in the show for a young girl to be like, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" and she's just like, "Yep, I am." And the girl's just like, "Fuck yeah." Like obviously she doesn't say that, but her face does. And I think that 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 level of representation is just awesome. I I just think that is so cool. Um, Especially because of what I know we're about to get with America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness. I think that Disney does a really good job, which is ironic with all of the shit that's going on politically right now. I think that Disney does a good job with casting, with storytelling, with representation in the way that things show up. I just was really impressed with the way that they handled Layla in general. I also feel like, and this is totally me taking a shot at the DCEU right now. (laughs) I think that the way she looked is exactly how Wonder Woman was supposed to look in Wonder Woman 1984.
1: I totally agree because, gosh, 1984. Or 84, sorry. No, Wonder Woman 1984 just was so depressing i mean not to mention we were also it was the first one of the first like blockbusters that showed up on streaming and it was just it was the the longest most depressing superhero movie i ever had and this this one representation by layla here i mean could have totally redeemed it
0: oh yeah but i love how subtle her costume is it's not big and flashy although yeah. i do love that tower says like i have the perfect costume for you and i i loved <laughs> like every time she took over layla's body when they're fighting in the hallway as mm. the building is like coming down <laughs> like this show did a really good job of balancing humor with drama and honestly it even had like s- fucking horror themes to it like when he's going through in the second episode oh yeah the storage facility and Konchu just keeps popping up and disappearing and popping up again i was like this is awesome dude well
1: and especially um also um i think it's i, I i'm gonna mess this up but i think it's the second episode as well or it might have been the end of the first when he's in his apartment building and he goes down goes down to the bottom floor and the old woman comes through but it oh, actually yeah. shows up at I mean basically it's Konshu and he doesn't know that it's Konshu he just knows it's some scary guy with a with a, like um... a bird skull yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and I, I will say uh, one of my favorite jokes in the things was uh, oh, don't show me that damn pigeon oh I, yeah <laughs> I was dying I was dying when he said it I was like come on man
0: <laughs> I do also like that we only see the two gods in this I like that we see Ama and Khonshu. We don't actually see Osiris. We don't see any of the other ones. Um, I <sighs> here's my like one problem. I think with the final, the final episode, and as good as the final episode was, it felt very fast. Right, like we don't even get to see Harrow fight the other avatars of the various other gods and i have a serious like problem with him just easily defeating all of these other avatars but moon knight and and layla can just beat the shit out of him the only thing i can think is that it's because none of them had training the way that jake has training right so like they could yeah. beat, they could beat the shit out of harrow no problem
1: yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, it was definitely a lot faster than the other episodes. Um, but knowing that they had only six episodes to go on, um, and maybe, maybe they could have gone to six, seven, who knows, but, um, knowing that, that, that had to basically tie everything up together and, um, still, still going through the same, the, um, Uh, the DID for Steve, uh, for Steven work. Um, I know they had to work. They had to continue with that. There wasn't a I I don't think there was a whole lot of time for them to, um, really, uh, give the other God avatars a lot of, um, a lot of screen time, not to mention, I mean, there was no, there's no all-star cast within the the other gods avatars. So they needed to show more of Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac. Um, probably because of screen time I mean, that's i mean that's what they get paid for right
0: <laughs> well yeah and that's i'm totally fine with that and that was like that was like my last like huge thing that worked for me with this was i loved that you could kind of understand harrow's point of view right like he wasn't actually maniacal or out for world domination or wanted to destroy anything he just wanted to build a world where like good people, you know, like live together. The problem with that is, and this is like one of the greatest philosophical arguments I love having with people. His definition of good was not the same as the general consensus of good. Same with evil. One man's good is another man's evil kind of thing and that's that's one of the like best things about this show was in harrow's mind he was the hero and that's that you have to have that to make a great villain every villain thinks he is the hero of his story exactly and i loved watching harrow just calmly explain everything he never got angry he never got pissed he was like, I believe you felt to the very core of every time he spoke that he believed what he said.
1: Exactly. I mean, I, even in the early episodes, when he, um, actually, in the first episode, when he grabs, uh, he grabs Stephen's hands and he says, "You're in chaos." Oh yeah. But he's not. He's not angry. I mean. I mean, Steven basically just took out like eight of his guards and he grabs, grabs hands and he's like, you're in chaos. I, I can't judge you. Yeah. Cause he doesn't know. I mean, he basically doesn't know what, <laughs> what he is. It, it was, it was, it was fascinating, but he wasn't, he wasn't rattled by it. He, he calmly like just walked away, you know, I mean, it, there was no, there's no rattling.
0: Eric, what do you want to see happen next? Like what, what, where do you want this to go? Because everybody's going to be talking about this for the next couple of days of like, what can we do with moon Knight now? Or who can, where can he show up next and stuff? And I, I think a lot of people are going to be worried about, you know, he's just never going to come back.
1: I, I really, I really hope that he does because I feel like the MCU is really going down the um, mythology short. I mean, they've always had um, the Norse mythology gods with, Thor. I mean, Thor started what? Thor was 2011? 2010, somewhere around there. Yeah, 2000. Um, and I mean, they that went straight to straight to the, all the realms, and it gave us a, a different perspective on Norse mythology, basically Asgard not being technical gods, but being beings on a different realm. Yeah. Um, so I would really like to see, because they use the word realm in the show. Um, and, or, yeah, they use the word realm when it comes to the gods being on a separate realm or, or giving up control of the realm of men. And I have I really hope to see them possibly maybe in uh, Thor Love and Thunder, because judging by the last trailer that I saw, you see when Thor and Jane, and I, I'm going into, uh, I mean, I did microscopic, um look at this trailer um and it shows (laughs) and and, i mean i'm i'm not as huge of a fan of marvel as i am star wars but marvel i've dedicated way too much time in my life on so (laughs) i i I watched i was watching the trailer and they're showing up in so-called olympus olympus i look at but i look at the buildings and I don't see just Greek buildings. I see Egyptian buildings. I see, I see um, Macedonian buildings. I see, I see buildings that shouldn't be there if it's Olympus. So my guess is they're gonna uh, these gods um, of Egypt are gonna show up once again, and Moon Knight's gonna fall, uh, follow along with it. So, I actually
0: wouldn't mind seeing that. I think, I don't think that Thor love and thunder is a good place for him to show up.
1: Oh no, no. For moon Knight, wise. No, he's not good. I, mean, I don't, I don't foresee him showing up in Thor and love and thunder, but he is going to be part of this mystical journey that at the MCU is going on because oh, 100%. basically um, uh, no way home, no way home started that with the whole multiverse and then we're going into multiverse of madness where we're going to get a bunch of mystical beings and not to mention the uh, the illuminati of uh, the MCU is going to show up and thank yep. you Patrick Stewart
0: I'm, I'm so excited um, dude I'm so excited
1: and then and then not to mention we have Russell Crowe being one of the, uh, Zeus. One of the being Zeus and being I, I've uh, Russell Crowe has been one of my favorite actors for the longest time, ever since Gladiator, when I was nine years old and I watched Gladiator. And uh, let me tell you, at nine years old, you're not watching, you're uh, not coming out of that uh, movie uh, too um, uh, scarred enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. But I really, I think he's going to show up and I think he's going to most likely show up maybe in Black Panther that would be that's where
0: i think he should be coming back that's exactly where i think he should be coming back
1: and i mean and then he's you have moon knight and black panther okay you have the light and the dark not necessarily not necessarily because of their cop it's because of their costumes you have black panther who moves in the dark and is not a um not a uh is not really used to being outside in the light, okay? But Moon Knight doesn't care. Moon Knight doesn't care if it's light, dark, whatever. He he just he just goes.
0: That's true. That's very true. I I have to agree with you. I think I think that's going to be the best place for him to show up. I think just all around the show was outrageously well done. Uh, this honestly like this made me appreciate my my Walgreens exclusive Moon Knight pop even more which i really shouldn't see what that's worth now that the show's over cuz the price like always goes up and shit yeah, like when Cad exactly. Bane showed up in Book of Boba Fett my Cad Bane pop went up but i i actually am, i'm inclined to agree with you i think that that would be I think that's exactly where I want to see him come in. I, I don't think that we need... And honestly, I would be fine with him showing up at, like, the post-credit scene of Wakanda Forever as, like... That would work, too, yeah. Like, Bast shows up, and she's like, if we're gonna... I don't know what's gonna happen in Wakanda Forever. I don't know what danger they're gonna face or whatever they're gonna do. Um, But they could do it so easily. Just have Bast appear to whoever... And just be like, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna need some help. Um, I've called my brother, and then it just shows the moon. (laughs) I think that would be, yeah, I think that would be sick as fuck, dude. I would be so behind that.
1: That that's almost. I mean, that right there is almost as good as. um, I mean, that. Well, it would be better, but it's basically at the same range of um, Dane. uh, uh, Dane Whitman um picking up the ebony sword and you oh, hear yeah. blade in the background i mean yeah. my gosh
0: are you ready for that's... that dude oh oh,
1: yeah. oh man <laughs> yes yeah, that I'm... i cannot wait
0: i should watch dude i i only saw eternals one time and i i did really enjoy it but i also have i oh you know what actually i've only seen shang chi once too i should wa- that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna watch shang chi tonight it's only eight o'clock. i
1: i i highly i highly recommend it i mean it's so Eternals was a little tough for me because when I first, I wasn't really digging the whole care, all the characters. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like in tune with the characters. But Eternals is what the, um, the Thunderbolt, uh, no, um, who, where's Black Bolt? I, I always forget Inhumans. where Black Bolt is. Yes. So Eternals is what Inhumans should have been.
0: I agree. And that's, I actually think that's what I said coming out of the theater was that Eternals should have been in humans. I agree. Because everything that they've done in Eternals has not been discussed at all anywhere else. Like, why was this giant marble being coming out of the ocean not mentioned at all in Spider-Man No Way Home? Why have we not had anybody talking about it since then?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's also, I mean, that's also really odd. But then, but we're, we're taught, so uh, to, to kind of bring it back to Moon Knight, I mean, we're in London, okay, we're in London, that's where the, that's where the museum is.
0: Right, Cersei
1: yeah. worked at a museum in London.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: So why do, why, I mean, that would have been a perfect little, little caveat to put in there. I mean, so did Dane Whitman, but we all know where Dane Whitman is now. Um he's he's hanging hanging out with his vampire buddy. But that that (laughs) that would have been that would have been a perfect segue because and and not to mention um the Eternals basically set up Macedonia. Yes, it does.
0: It absolutely does.
1: I mean, why oh gosh, such a miss there. Such a miss. I mean, there's nothing wrong with this show at all, but if if Feige would if that would have been a perfect 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 little plug-in,
0: oh yeah, absolutely, dude, a thousand percent. I think, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna do a rating for this because I I'm just gonna be biased as fuck. Um, but I I loved this show and Eric, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. It's nice to talk to somebody who has that level of Marvel knowledge. Not saying that Lindsay doesn't, just someone who like I basic basically just thank you for being another person that clicks Funko Pops on this podcast. Hey, hey
1: man, it's it's one of my it's one of my many uh, unknown things. Nobody really knows um, that I am an avid Marvel, um, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars super fan um, that uh, hi- hides everything in my. <laughs> hides everything in my closet refrigerator so oh my
0: god <laughs> well we're gonna have to we're gonna have to break you out of that and bring you on to do a couple more episodes <laughs> um but as always guys thank you all so much for joining us tonight this was a very impromptu surprise episode um because moon night ends and i did want to get this in before um, multiverse of madness which is the next thing coming up like we had said on the land before time episode Lindsay is out of town right now she's having her awesome party um, that i really wish i was there for but she will be seeing it at some point this weekend and then her and i will be connecting to do our review hopefully monday or tuesday um, but that's the next thing coming up be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts as well as follow us on all of our social media which you can find in the episode descriptions um if you'd like to support the co- the podcast, we'd absolutely love it and appreciate it in every way. Um, you can find us on Patreon, which is also going to be in the episode description. But until then, and until the next time, stay nerdy, guys.